0: Welcome to Triskelion. As technology advanced, the three Triskelion species manifested technology not simply in spaceflight and colonization. Technology reflected their own internal social mores, their physiology, psychology, and even their spirituality. Recallion physiology, with its explosive pubescent chrysalis, pushed them to invent new ways of dealing with genetics and hormonal structures to emphasize this dynamic occurrence in their life cycle. The woven with their strong familial bonds placed a great stress on chemical therapies, cybernetics, and augmentation. Woven would not fundamentally change the individual within the familial structure. Technologies were shunned that might impact psychology or spirituality. Powered armor, limb replacement, medical technologies, and therapies that enhanced but did not supplant or change the woven were all developed beyond the other two spacefaring species. The humans, by contrast to both the recall and the woven, indulged in self sacrificial and self destructive behaviors. Only humans had examples of radical body alteration to mimic woven or recall, though never able to actually pass. Humans frequently experimented on themselves and others completely outside any religious, government, or corporate structures. As another example, only humans have perfected the art of head transplantation onto cloned bodies. Humanity's willingness to self-sacrifice, perhaps as a result of their simian psychology or their spirituality, pole vaulted them well beyond either the Rakal or the Wolven in bio-enhancement. We glimpse this sacrificial paradigm today to better understand our place in the Triskelion universe. Triskelion 04, Pilot and Co-Pilot I lay strapped on the operating table, looking out the corner of my eye at a two-inch cube of my brain, suspended above a fishbowl. Surgeon's got the -the cat-swallowed-the-canary grin as he dips the chunk in her code solution with his forceps. A bastard psych doctor enters the room. My head's immobilized, but I can hear the click of his hard-soled shoes against the tile. He's going to use his mumbo-jumbo to convince me I'm wrong. Well, Doc, give it your best shot. She and I have a job to do, a job you can't do. So you can shove that slick hypno-psycho-babble right back down your pie hole. But I know the jag watching from the one-way mirror would call the whole thing off if he thought I was under duress. The psych bastard is going to try to push my button to see if I truly want this. Our country needs this. And hell, I do want this. And right on cue from the psych doctor's mouth. Now, Samuel, are you sure you want this? It's far more permanent than, say, even a marriage. I'm tired of being alone and... And had they slipped me some drugs during the surgery? That was six beers worth of touchy-feely. And what? It's... it's more. Crap, I have to get a grip. Their skull-busting drugs must have me woozy. It's more than a marriage. So much more satisfying, you'll let them inject an artificial program into your brain. Oh, he spoke coolly. Well, why not? It wasn't his brain chunk in that fishbowl. You're willing to sacrifice part of your brain to an A.I.? I ain't using it. That's better. Really? Flippant? Think you'll be so flippant? You don't know her, damn psych. He was giving me attitude just to get under my skin. Drugs or no, he really was pissing me off. Her? That's interesting. Let me see what your file says. Replacing Joanna, perhaps? Ha! <laughs> Wide of the mark, Doc. No, Joanna, she she couldn't compare. Not her fault. You don't understand. She doesn't center me or calm me. She sees my center. She is at my center, my ground zero. My, you really do think he stopped mid-sentence. I could tell why. He knew I knew she was a she. He didn't get it, but he knew I did, and it threw his psych training off balance. He continued, but, but what if it's not what you expect? Then I'll pack up and leave. I'm just fucking with him now. You'll pack up and leave your own brain? He gestured to the tank where a chunk of my brain was marinating in her. She can have it. Again with the she. Have you met her? No, you haven't. Stop being so arrogant. But I'm not sure if I mean him or me at this point. She is just VR and AI programming. Don't. Don't make that judgment. I know it can seem alive, but it's just a string of code. Like DNA? Or man as Skinner box? Besides, whatever she is, she's necessary. The Combat VR bullseyed the training marks. The compatibility test was off the chart. She. You. You're in love with it. I know this pause is going on too damn long. So, what's it matter as long as we're combat compatible? I thought to myself, love? Really? No. I can't hold her, or even touch her. I can't afford to think like that. And I sure as hell won't give the psych doc satisfaction that he scored. Only have to last a few more minutes for the marinade to finish, so to speak surgeon overrules the psych doc. Unless the psych doc records something actionable, the surgeon wasn't going to let him stop four months of his team's work. As if the psych doc knew that, he struck for the center. Sam, it's not a woman. That's how we programmed her, doc. Programmed? You're not a programmer. Maybe not, but the code recalibrates based on input. My input for three years was part of the team's daily calibration with her. Sides, what's it matter? We're all programmed. You think you were manipulated? No, you got it backward. She programmed me, and I programmed... She programmed you? You mean you are being controlled? He cut me off. Oh no, I'm stepping in psycho babble dog shit now. I could imagine the jag perking up. I could see the surgeon grimace. Time to try the last resort. Truth. Doc, no one is controlling anyone. This ain't about power games. This is about making five decisions in a second, based on hundreds of environmental variables that cannot be left to an AI. We'll be carrying nukes and beam weapons that can slice through a city. Are you hearing me, damn it? The wolves have better gear than we do. Think about it. Put those two facts together. I know you're patriotic. You aren't getting it. This ain't about the good old USA, or even about all our colonies and the other country's colonies. This is life or death. One rogue wolven house or a call congregation gets a ship in firing range unopposed. The whole colony will be spaced in a split second. Men, women and children compatibility has to be maxed there's no room at the speeds we're traveling for my co-pilot to be outside my brain distance matters my co-pilot has to be at ground zero i tried to move and forgot my skull was still clamped to the operating table ah ground zero distance matters i desperately repeated to him for emphasis he looked at me for a second and the arrogance slipped We locked eyes. He knew it wasn't a fanatic or a madman staring back at him from the operating table. I could almost see the jigsaw pieces start fitting together. And... And your compatibility score. He let it hang there, inviting me to finish. Doc, I know I'll never make love to her. It doesn't matter. She is where only she can be. At my brain's ground zero. At my heart's ground zero. At my eyes, ground zero. At my hands, ground zero. Flesh of my flesh. He paled and mumbled. Literally. Literally, I answered. There was a ping. So much like an egg timer, I almost busted out laughing. But the screws still dug into my skull, making it burning painful every time I moved against the harness. Hallelujah. Jag officer stayed outside the room. brain surgeon said time. He used forceps to grab my brain chunk like a damn chicken thigh off a barbecue. They told me my jelly-like brain would be incredibly resilient after bathing in her code bath. I watched in the mirror as the cutter pushed the chunk back in my skull. Disgust, or was it awe that played over the psych doc's face? For the very first time, I heard her voice inside my head. After three years, She finally belonged. Hello, Samuel. Zero here, reporting for duty. I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship.